2: This time, I can confirm they are securely done up, Tim. <laughs> just <laughs> before JB hit record um, in the Rugby Dungeon, um, Phil had to rearrange himself. But that's the, that's what goes on in the Rugby Dungeon, but we won't it's speak the, of that anymore.
3: Yeah, it, it's the only podcast um, that, that you can download where this might be a problem. <laughs> the only one, Phil. Uh, thanks, mate.
2: Well, listen, boys, before we crack on with this week's Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, can I just say we need to bring our A-game because the we need to reflect the rugby that's been on show, which has been... Outstanding, Out of this world good, so let's bring our A game, boys. Definitely, definitely. And hands we'll, we'll in. We'll try. We'll try our best, anyway. Hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod! Welcome to the Rugby Dungeon, where we are here for the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, off the back of an amazing weekend of European rugby, of Hong Kong Sevens, of... Well, all sorts of other goings on in the world of rugby. Uh, we love the game of rugby, but we don't take it or ourselves too seriously. I'm Tim. That's JB. Hello, Tim. That is Philip over there. Hi, Tim. Let me do what? All- get all this out of the way, as per usual. You're-, you're probably already listening on iTunes or Acast, uh, as- but that's where you can find us. Subscribe there. And if you enjoy the podcast at all, will you just take one moment out of your day to leave a review? And thank you very much for all the people who have done so on iTunes. And I have some uh, great reviews to share right here. Um, you can also find us at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. I was a bit concerned when I saw this one. It said the Quade Cooper of podcasts. Hmm, that is concerning. That was concerning, but actually they meant it in a in a good way. Uh, uh, go on. Um, <laughs>
3: That's like saying the polio of podcasts. <laughs> it's hey, not no, positive way.
1: No, it's not that bad, is it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh,
2: what can uh, be what can be extremely also, positive or, or extremely negative? Oh, hold on. M- Mitcherman also said. More engaging than a Brian Moore talk on scrummaging, but that's like saying that's that's not a compliment either.
3: It certainly isn't.
2: Everything is more engaging than that. He also put five stars. And
1: Although, is
3: then... it engaging in the literal sense?
2: <laughs> I, I know what's as,
1: what's either extremely positive or extremely negative. Yeah, being groomed.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes we had this conversation I couldn't remember what it was because <laughs> you're, oh, well. you're either groomed for a high ranking position in your, co- or, in your company <laughs> or you're an orphan girl from Rochdale it, it doesn't oh. really matter <laughs> uh,
2: bongo BongoBird05 uh, on iTunes left a five star review saying mandatory listening for anyone who loves their rugby enjoys mumble and demands opinion you certainly get some opinion uh, lots of mumbling Uh, Yes, indeed. Where do you want to start with this weekend's
1: rugby? Shall we start with what was, in my opinion, the best game? The one that you were at, Tim, you were working at? Yeah, yeah, there was
2: quite quite a few people that that got in touch on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast, and went, Oh! You're actually, you're actually that Tim that's on BT Sport. There's a lot of people that hear me go on. We are working at the rugby this weekend. and just think I will just go along and watch it, and then they also see some guy on BT Sport uh, interviewing.
3: Well, you have them directors of rugby. You have done remarkably well because, to be fair, you would never know because it's gone from like a little bit of hand, <laughs> you see, and a bit of my hand, getting, like full body shots. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was incredible, wasn't it?
1: It it's- was un- unbelievable. Brilliant game brilliant game like, the right, only game right we didn't the... watch by
3: the way was it what? Oh, yeah. the you're... only game
2: you should have watched because you I were playing know. I was playing yeah
1: yeah. so right from the start it was brilliant it was high tempo uh, and it started off a little bit cagey um, and then Exeter went ahead with the two Thomas Waldrum tries uh, the pushover try and then the um, the interception from 40 yards out uh, where
2: where he nearly got caught by Matt, Matt Mullen. Matt Mullen. Matt Mullen. Yeah, yes. it was like Thomas Waldrum compared to Matt Mullen it looked like he was running in treacle. Matt <laughs> Mullen almost caught him and then Thomas Waldrum slid in and there was a brilliant Nick Mullinsism where he said, uh, you know, he's Thomas the Tank, the train reference, and he went, Thomas Waldrum slides into the sidings.
3: Wow. <laughs> uh, well, as um, Alex Corbett here says, or said uh, to me, um... He has legs for days, referring to Matt Mullen, which means he's got great fitness. He, yeah, I he has. Yes. That, that he was did. the World
2: Cup thing. The, the, in, the pre, was, in the USA, uh,
3: Colorado training camp, yeah.
2: he, said, he said Matt Mullen showed up really well. You're right.
1: I think he was the best performing, either front rower or type five. Yeah,
3: he's got an incredible engine, and he never gets injured. That's yeah. the other thing. I mean, we've got um, a lad from Broughton Park, Sam McIntyre, who now plays at Wasps. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm not saying he, he wants anyone to get injured, but of course, because... Uh, Mullen is so consistent, he never, he gets, never a gets a chance. Yeah. And it's also,
1: and also Mullen is third choice for England, so he's always in the England kind of yeah. wider squad, but yeah. never gets called up, so he never misses the game for that. But this
3: was
2: one of those days where we, that's probably it as far as talking about front rows is concerned, because all the stuff you want to talk about was back row and backs, really. Was... I don't
3: know. Um, the Stad front row looked pretty handy. Oh, I'm talking oh, about was Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, what what was really interesting is Dai Young said before the game, "Oh yeah, we know what they're going to do. We've we've watched and we are ready. We've been working on defending the driving mall and defending the pick and go. And even though they knew was exactly what X two were going to do, it still couldn't stop it. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Well, I, you know that's why people do driving malls and spend so much time with driving malls because even though you know it's coming, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know it's coming as soon as they blow up for a penalty and they kick towards the corner. You yeah. know it's coming." It's hardly a surprise.
1: But they're so well organised, that Exeter pack.
3: But can we talk about, like, so, so, well, there's
2: there's the... I didn't think the forward pass disallowed try was a forward pass. Yeah, it looked worse than it was because... Ollie Woodburn got stopped 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 dead. dead. His hands went backwards and the pass was backwards in inverted commas, but... Uh, again it's that whole thing about you can be if you're running forward but you pass backwards the ball still travels forward yes right. so So if if
1: Woodburn hadn't been tackled by Wade and he kept on running I think that would have been a try I
2: think so as well Uh, so so on that point of view I think Exeter were were, were hard done by it was marginal at best Um, that would have put them out of sight but that said what more do you want than being 20 minutes to go 13 points up away at Wasps
1: yes yeah and Wasps those last two tries the uh Halai try and then
2: Piatau Pia with a minute left on the clock. Well, before that, because go, go back a couple of minutes, there was 77 minutes on the clock, I think, and Elliot Daly start, could have got caught behind his own try line, managed to evade <laughs> two extra yeah. players behind his own line and then make 50 yards. That, I mean, that was the stardust that Elliot Daly brings. It was just amazing to watch.
1: Yeah, it really was. Now, I have only watched the highlights of this because I was in a pub in Central London, uh, Covent Garden, watching the game, and with nine minutes to go, uh, they turned off. They turned off the rugby. They turned off the European no. Cup quarter final to put on the build up for the Grand National.
2: What was the reaction in the pub? No one cared. Oh, <laughs> oh.
1: There were, no one. There was so at the start of the game, it was kind of half empty, uh, three o'clock, quarter past three, and then just before the the Grand National it was heaving it's absolutely heaving so there's a lot of people who'd obviously arrived yeah. specifically to watch the Grand National which uh, very it's such very a weird annoying. thing
3: in the Grand National I mean you know it's kind of akin to like if we had an annual dog fight which you know, yeah <laughs> five five
2: horses died oh, only five only five, five this or year six. yeah oh. I,
3: I think then you know next year I'm gonna do a sweepstake not for who wins it but for how many horses die <laughs> I like, all one two Ugh. five uh, so I've only, so I missed that. I was kind of oh, getting, getting
1: no. the updates on my phone, but uh, didn't actually watch the final final throwings of
2: it. Uh, bearing in mind that Exeter Chiefs' try celebration is a cocktap. tap. <laughs> um, Steve Parrott said, uh, and he tweeted this at Rugby Podcast, Jimmy Goppeth should join Exeter Chiefs. He clearly has balls of steel and would, and would cope with the Exeter cocktap. Hell of a kick, wasn't it?
1: I love that kick. I love the way he, he celebrated. He walloped it, yeah. celebrated yeah. straight
2: away. He, he
1: kicks it as hard as he possibly can, which he always does, no matter whether he's five yards out from the post or on the touchline. He's a kicking version. And then version. as soon as he hits it, though, it was the t- double hands in the air, he jumping knew. up and down celebration. A gas to wind would have
3: been brilliant, though, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> 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 uh, he is the kicking equivalent of Ian Madigan. <laughs> it doesn't matter doesn't matter the situation, either in a kick or pass, as hard as he hard physically as can. Hard as possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it was a,
2: an amazing occasion, but I think it was... A, a, now... Let me go back to last week's podcast and the last couple of podcasts and I've been talking about this whole, you know, where will rugby be in ten years if we carry on the slide we're going down. And and what I saw in in that game being there at the ground, in the supporters, in the players on the field, in the directors of rugby and all the coaching staff and everything, was everything that was what I'm talking about. So okay. when so I don't want you to confuse when I talk about oh Anthony Watson, I don't like that it was a red card. I'm not I'm not arguing that under the laws, it wasn't a red card, etc. All I'm saying is there is a consequence to looking at rugby in those kind of terms and taking away the, um, you know, building inconsistency and and laws and taking out empathy and the essence of what is rugby. But the supporters were incredible on both sides, and they're a credit to
3: both clubs. Sorry, what might I be confusing here? I'm confused. Uh, I'm confused in the in what I'm not supposed to be confusing. If that makes sense. Well so, as as
2: in as in what you,
3: I, what I'm talking about is you like supporters but you don't like uncertainty no no, no 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 <laughs> yeah oh you nailed it yeah
2: oh good you are up to speed <laughs> um, So everything that I'm thinking about that might get eroded away slowly but surely if we continue down the, the way things have yeah. been going was on show in so much abundance at the Rico Arena the the, the supporters on both sides were absolutely amazing and the players, what was brilliant was wasps all celebrated and hugged. But you know, I don't think the TV cameras picked this up. But they like they ran the almost, some of the wasp players. The first thing they did was just go and talk to their opposite number at
3: Exeter. Yeah, yeah.
2: and get and you know and and they were stood and chatting. I guess that's
3: like a, like a fighters' mentality, isn't it? You know, as soon as the bell goes, you've been in a grapple with someone for you know however long, and it's kind of almost like a, like a kinship. No one else yeah. really knows what, what's been going on. And
2: I saw. Um, uh, there was a, a couple of extra players coming out of the Wasp dressing room with a beer. Yeah, it was like. Uh, and, and did you see Rob Baxter's post-match interview? No, I did not see. I, that, I yeah. know that you have, though. Yeah, well, I was the one. <laughs> I was the one with the microphone. That was my hand. Um, <laughs> just to 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 behave in that manner and be that magnanimous in defeat and that classy. I, I think I used the phrase on Twitter. Um, Rob Baxter is rugby. Mm.
1: Mm. Interesting, but the way like Piertel, he kind of commended uh, extra in their performance as well. Um, you you often get that with rugby. It's, it's very, like you say, it's, it's very, like a fighter mentality. It's, yeah. a very, it's a very rugby mentality, isn't it? Uh,
3: this is going to, it's sort of linked, I'm going to change the tactic a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go on. Fighter mentality, alright? Is anyone familiar with the bands that have been meted out this, this week? The One, bands
1: in rugby? In, in rugby, yeah.
3: Pocock, Marler, Poc- uh, and, and Watson. And Watson, right. The most serious for me, and talk about fight mentality is Pocock. Have you seen what he did? Yes, the sleeper hold, basically. I think yeah. that's disgusting. I think that's the worst thing that I've seen on a rugby field for God knows how long, and it's linked into exactly what you've what 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 you've said, and it links into diving and everything else. Pocock has got a man round the neck. Now I don't really mind. He's got a man round the neck. Some refs would blow up immediately and say, "Round the neck." Penalty immediately. You just yep. don't touch touch the neck area. Yeah. But he did, and I, you know, that's not a problem for me. He then starts to choke out my uh Michael Leach. Um, and Michael Leach then uh is in a bad situation and he taps out. If a man taps out and says, Look, um, I want no more, I've had enough, you let go. it doesn't even go on in an MMA, in an MMA cage, it doesn't go on in boxing. If you say you've had enough, you've had enough. Uh I think what he did to actually carry on with that chokehold despite despite being tapped and the other player in this player saying let go it's absolutely atrocious absolutely atrocious I I
1: really do agree with you Um, watching that video so the initial headlock is like you say it's, it's illegal but I don't have it too much problem with the kind of intent. He's just trying to bind, or it looks like he's just yeah. trying to bind onto them all. But then it's the, it's the choke and then the tap. And it, yeah. it, he's tapping for 10, 15 seconds. And you know what it is.
3: Have you have ever been in that situation? It's horrible. Yeah. And that's why if you tap, if you're training a yeah. grappling or something, and you tap, you let go.
1: But that's only... He's only been given, been given a three week ban, but there's a rest week in that period, so it's only a two game ban.
3: I would have him banned for the rest of the season. I, I, uh, I
1: kid you not. Certainly until after the England yeah. uh, tour to Australia. Oh,
3: yeah, definitely. Oh, I I, I You <laughs> know, look, uh, David. Poc-
1: <laughs> Genuinely, I would have him. Uh, I, I think that's um, commensurate with like a,
3: a 10 plus week ban. Yeah, uh, save as many trees as you want. David Pocock is an arsehole. I mean, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so angry about it. And it links into diving too, in a weird way. Because diving's a similar sort of thing to me, which is, right. The whole point of rugby is it's you know you go on a pitch, I go on a pitch, and we know what we expect. If one guy says right, I've had too much, he's had too much. At least be man, man enough and say, look, um, you know you're get, you're getting better of me. Don't throw yourself on the floor because it's the same sort. It's the same yeah, sort of
1: thing. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. astonished that that only got a three-week, a uh, two-game yeah. ban. R- absolutely astonished. Even taking into account uh, David Popovic's exemplary mm. character yeah. and his uh, remorse for the activity, for the action, it's still horrendous. Like, like you say, one of the worst things I've seen in a long time on a rugby field. Yeah, I mean, if they're in a fight and they're
3: both swinging at I, each other, I, fine.
2: I think the yeah, exactly. I think that there was a sort of and again going back to my essence. What is the essence of rugby? Uh, there was a lack of sort of nobility in what he did. Yeah, was, yeah. There, there was, there was uh, a there was a. It
3: was Callum Clark ask. Yeah, you know when he uh, oh yeah. Rob, Hawkins. Yes. Rob Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, Exa- yeah, yeah. Exactly. Callum Clark
1: got like a twenty week ban for that.
3: Yeah, yeah Schalberg right.
2: Ber- so- got a two week ban for for, gouging. Eye- for deliberately eye gouging uh. a player. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they, they have different disciplinary assessments in the Southern Hemisphere. I don't well, know. Star well players.
1: if if they do, then. World Rugby should step in, like they did. Like with, they did with Joe Marler. I
2: mean, it's really hard to talk about Joe Marler, this case, and be honest. I, I, I'm going to say it's really hard. I, I don't know. I don't think. I, in fact, I don't want to talk. I, I I'll
3: happily be honest. What yeah, you, you be honest.
2: I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I can say what I honestly think about it.
3: I, what do you think about it? <laughs> God, what do you I'm think? Not, what do you think, Jay? I think it's ludicrous. I, I think if two men are, you know, two men are going to beat each other up. Which basically they were doing, you know, name calling is nothing. Uh, it's just name calling. Okay. Now the argument would be from those on Mount Pius would be, well, what if there was a young gypsy lad, play, you know, watching rugby and he decided he doesn't want to go well, and play rugby now. Hold on, like
2: hold on, because it, it, the the word was used in a way. But some people have gone, well, he he is from a gypsy no, background. So that's fact. So hold on, look, the word he tried to upset him. He tried, so, to, tried to upset him, and he used a a he used a um it, substitute that for um. Another racist, another racist term. term. Yeah, and any other. And
3: that's. Well, that, oh, look, I don't have a common view on this. Yeah. My my view is, if you're literally trying to offend and upset someone and get an- underneath their skin, it's absolutely fine. What I don't awesome. what I
2: don't like is the 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 way it's. Well, no, I don't know actually. Maybe rug, world rugby are, are right to step in if they think a real injustice has been done, but I, I just I don't like the way the process is. Yeah, the process has been farcical. Um
1: I actually think the 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 result in the end is the correct one mm. because so Joe Marlowe was trying his intention was to offend and upset but, but he wasn't intending to use a racist word but he did yeah uh, and if it was a different racist word I think some people's views would be different but it's a, so the it's a racist word they've all got to be classed the oh, same yeah, I mean- therefore rugby world rugby need to lay down the law which they have done however the process of getting there was six weeks or so, or yeah.
2: five weeks Pro- to get from you the and, incident. And I think actually probably the decision. RFU are to blame for that because they could have just said, right, you've got a one-week ban. That, that's unacceptable. Here's we, we, a two-week ban. We, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, or whatever. Two, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's whatever. done. But it's rumbled on for all this yeah. time as a result. the What I will say, and this is in no way defending uh, Joe Marler, but well, all I'm saying well, is... Why not? Because I think he does need need a bit well, of ban, no, oh, no, here's what I will say is the access that we get to rugby players... The the chats with them before before the game's on the pitch and at halftime as they're mm. coming off and straight after a game and the directors of rugby and, you know, the, the characters of the game we have and we'll come on to Corb's and his rap rapping a minute and stuff like that.
3: <laughs> all of that will stop. Yes, you're absolutely right. Tim. It will stop. Well said. Yeah. I, I mean, and also, I've got a point which I think we'll all agree on here. Um, it's a very serious point. I mean, if you are going to use racist slurs on a rugby pitch, whisper them. <laughs> I don't. I don't no, think that's yeah, the takeaway. Sure. is that yeah. not the? Take <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> ah, dear me. <sighs> well, that's a naughty corner then. At least right.
2: Okay, let's quick, let's, let's rattle through some more of the actual rugby yeah, okay. stuff. So, um, oh, by the way, can I just say, I'm Rob Baxter. I was I was so impressed by him. He's just a, a, a classy man, and, and might be my favourite person in rugby. To today wow. is my favourite wow. person in rugby because I I wanted to like I I felt a physical emotional response when he was talking to me and he was doing his post match interview just thinking this this
3: guy is incredible did you want to give him a hug, I, I wanted to. I just wanted to... Do you know when you return to the top flights? are you going to return under, underneath him? <laughs> is, is that how you feel? But, no, what I
2: will say is he has very, very long answers to questions to the point where I think he'd be a brilliant person to do a filibuster, filibuster. In, in a US court. <laughs> Which, if you're not aware what it is, uh, a filibuster, is when, when you're trying to scupper the opposition getting a motion through in the House of Re- House of Representatives, someone can just talk and talk and talk for hours, but they're not allowed to repeat... They have to be coherent and keep making points. And Rob Baxter would be incredible at that because he <laughs> he has some long answers.
3: I yeah. What's he like in, in real life? Because he always strikes me as a kind of a very dry, um, unexcitable kind of fella. Is it is that right?
2: Yeah. So uh, we did the post-match chat, and then he went to do the press conference in the just near the Wasp media room, and he was stood outside the Wasp media room whilst James Haskell was uh, having a chat, and he was just stood with his arm up on on a on like a mini drinks fridge, just sipping a hi- bottle of Heineken and just looking really, really mellow. Oh, cool. And he would have been in like... I w- imagine what Steve Diamond or Richard Cockerell would have been like. Uh,
1: ready to explode. Like a, yeah. like a volcano yeah. just about to explode.
2: Yeah, so I think your, your characterisation is probably pretty good. But we went from that game to Sarries against Saints. Uh, Alex Telfer said... Uh, tweeted us at Rugby Podcast said going from BT Sport to Sky is like going from the Aviva Premiership to the Pro 12 well but, said but then some other tweets just to balance that up Patrick Logan said time to start paying attention to the Pro 12 after Pro 12 <laughs> Strugglers beat Gloucester
3: wow
2: and Mike Dunning said Pro 12 1 Aviva Prem nil wow.
1: <laughs> going thick and fast <laughs> yeah in the games this weekend Pro 12 1 have view of Prem nil? There, there you go. And it was Dragons. Oh, was that in the Heineken? And, it? and... Uh, not in the Heineken. Not in the top, not in not the in the challenge top tier.
2: And the a Premiership team beat a French team. So that means that the Pro 12 is better than the top 14 that as
1: well. That
3: makes sense to me. That but, makes a lot of sense, actually. Although
1: a mid-table French team did beat uh, the leaders of the Pro 12 in Gren- Grenoble beating Connacht. So uh, it, the, the kind of round it, robin of leagues, everyone wins uh, and loses yes yeah. Yeah. so I don't
3: think we can get a clear definitive answer which oh no is I think League it's very definitive the Pro 12 is definitely better than Eviva based but, on this week's Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, isn't that's... it crazy that it's only a few years ago and we were sat on this podcast going well what's, what's going on with English clubs It's obviously a big problem because I... they're not doing very well in Europe
3: I don't think I ever said that we did well, you yeah, listen yeah, back we, to we our we early podcast no, no, they, not... I don't think I said that is what I'm saying but
1: they, they've not won since 2007 yeah, well, when Wasps my point,
3: won my point has been and always will be because the English clubs are structured in such a way with the stricter salary cap and they invest in things like, like infrastructure, they will slowly and surely get better. Yeah. And because the cap is low for playing for playing staff, they spend additional money on coaching stuff. Coaching stuff. So yeah. yeah. So when you look at someone like Saracen's playing their wonderful rugby, this isn't this is not an accident. Oh no. excellent rugby. It's not an accident. Well Saracen's Saracen's player cap will be like a quarter as much as Racing Metro. Yeah, so because or Dan Carter's Racing 92. That, sorry, exactly. Uh, so be, yeah, I mean, if you can buy all the best players in the league, you're probably not going to play the best rugby or the most high tech rugby, for want of a better word, uh, because you don't need to. Yeah. So I've I've always had the had this opinion that the Premiership will will, will have its have its day. I don't actually think it'll be this year though. I think uh, Racing will probably still do it. Really? Even mm. though it's
1: three to one, uh, English to French, at the moment. So, wrestling play Leicester,
3: uh, Wasps play Saracens. I think they've got the easier draw, though, with Leicester. Yeah. Out of all the teams. I mean, Leicester look very good today, though. They do. They do.
1: But the Saracens-Northampton game.
2: Yes. What did you make of it? Well, what I thought was, Saracens, uh, sorry, Saracens, Northampton did the opposite of what Exeter did, and Wasps, for that matter, who were like, right, we're going to go for the jugular, and we're going to try and put this game out of sight. And Northampton just shot themselves in the foot. They just tried to defend a lead and just stopped, went narrow, stopped doing what was serving them so well in the first half and, and, and deserved to lose because they weren't brave enough, in my opinion. They tried it, to just sit back. It's That's a pretty
3: good summary, I think, yeah. of Northampton's entire season. Yeah. Uh, I think they were they were winning until 60 minutes. I don't know where their ambition's um, gone. I mean, if you buy George North and pay him a lot of money, you'd best be moving it wide. But they kind of did. They, I think they, they, there was a visible demonstration
2: of what they should do, but... Faced with twenty minutes to go and having a lead, they, you just you just against good teams. I don't think you can invite the pressure on and, no,
3: and yeah, hold out. Not
2: right. against not against
1: Saracens. Not against Saracens, but, Saracens I, I think definitely.
3: the danger with Saracens though is they're so comfortable without the ball. You think you're doing well, and all of a sudden it's a turnover, and you know they're flooding through the gaps, and it it it's horrible.
2: They rebooted their hive mind mainframe and, uh, and
1: <laughs> well, uh, they analysed, analysed, um, yeah. identified the weaknesses, oh, and good. and eventually. Uh,
2: but the build enough. the build up to the game was as good as the um, as good as the game whoa, itself. Whoa. Tim, Tim. Oh, have you closer. got it already? I've got it, mate. Oh, amazing,
3: Jay. Well done. T- turn that off. I was going to play it on my phone. Allow me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Phil, you can't hear. It
0: the knockout stages, the history pages of war that wages. London, one for the ages. Very we nice. got topsy salaries in the red and black, trying to unleash the wolf pack attack. Saints in the black, green and gold. Underdogs, so I have to be bold. It's no mystery; these two have history. I've tasted the victory and swallowed the misery i felt every bruise, i paid every dues, and still I can't choose, neither wants to lose, so let's light the, the fuse. fuse, both have won domestically, but crave this one desperately, after losing finals, regrettably, they're here to show their pedigree, today we'll see more than a spark at Alligan's Park, light in the dark, like the white on a shark, so it's the last verse, both won't reverse, one comes off worse, their dreams in a hearse, the dam's about to burst, so it's here's the declaration. It's a declaration, the Saints Nation versus the Wolfpack Federation, we've waited patient, it's here on the Sky Sports station. Wow. It's really good. Wow,
2: there we go. I mean, and I we did tweet out uh saying, you know, anyone that's listened to the podcast since the early days know how special Alex Cobiziero's rapping skills are to us and um I I think it's I'm actually, I'm actually going to go out there and say I think we played a big part
3: in putting Alex Cobiziero's rapping skills out there in the public domain. You know, like you're in the media, Tim. So, you might be able to answer this question. How much trouble would, would we get in if we just put together a compilation an album of Alex Copysiero's <laughs> rugby raps.
2: I think making a, a fake advert for Alex Copysiero's raps. I I think I'm I'm going to do that. I'm like, doing that. Like
3: the old ones. Do you remember like back in the day in um I think now. You'd watch like, Sky channels and uh, it would be like yes. uh, you subscribe to 18 rock yeah. legends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rugby rap. It's I'm going to play I'm going to play
2: <laughs> I'm going to play an old Corbiziero one. Do you remember this one? The Henley Festival one. Yeah. Oh god, got... yeah.
0: Stay. I grab the mic and play. Everybody stand back because it's turning gray. I represent it's that. Um gorilla like a chinchilla what I say i'm here to tell you something that you've never ever heard i'm flying higher and freer than like the favorite bird i'm killing them with every lyric that i got
2: where's the gorilla chinchilla line come
0: i forgot i'm blowing up the spot cuz i'm here to go type of kid to grip the mic and I steal the show got the suit on two <laughs> down looking like a fresh everybody knows a fresh to death i'm here to bring the mess a pretty special like the handy festival jessie like a line of reason a festival i'm pretty special Gorilla
2: Chinchilla, come Just on,
0: here we go. Damn, I don't mean to trouble you. Tonight is brought by BMW. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: here we go, here we go. I'm the killer i the lady built like a mixed with And the lady killer
3: would be that line. The lady killer. Built like a gorilla, with, favorite <laughs> <laughs> lady, like a gorilla with your favourite chinchilla. Um, <laughs> Isn't it built like a gorilla with your favourite chinchilla? Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well
0: if you have got a spare... 24 seconds keep it kind of quiet people on, on a, a diet. diet scrum is straight Thomas is right i, I don't, don't deny it oh, the classic. Me, try it style you don't buy it i'ma grab the microphone and start to, to fly it up up high grab the mic and make you cry told you well, I represent l i london irish you can't deny this so so sick
2: you can't buy this
3: that's quite good that's good although i will say this we had a guy um who played for britain park who could beatbox now, on a one-off, it might be quite impressive, but every training session, especially <laughs> if you're full-time, it might start to grate.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, corb got in touch with us on, on Twitter and said that he's, he'll come on a future pod. It, yeah.
3: yeah, and we'll, and we'll get, get him wrapping too. it will be fine.
2: Uh, and so, fair play, for, for any stick that... I'm just balancing things up, because for any ski, uh, stick that Sky TV might
3: have got, then
2: they had Corb's, and he was great.
3: Uh, BT Sport missed out there, and I'm surprised he did. I think he's got BT Sport connections.
2: Well they, yeah, well they, it was it was I mean it was based around Saracen's Northampton, which was which was
3: their game. Uh was it? Yes. Let's just hope let's hope it's just a one off.
2: Oh uh, so you mentioned Dancart Dean Caders risking ninety two. You, you say their favourites. Who are your favourites then, Phil, for the for the for the win? I, I'm going Sarri's. Uh
1: It's between it's those two, isn't it? They're the two with the uh with the home, I believe.
3: Well, let's do it another way. Let's say who is our least favourite. And you're going to have to go with Leicester. Leicester, probably. Leicester, yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think any of those four teams can beat each other on the day. Well, I think it's really interesting because you've got if you just remove Leicester, because I don't think they're going to go any further. But you know, don't write them off because they've got... Not that you have, but because they've got... Yeah, so, don't so write them off, Phil. Stop it. Phil, yeah, <laughs> stop it. Um, but you've got Wasps, who are a tournament team who could win... Any game, on any day. Now, I think that in terms of a story and in terms of the drama,
2: the one thing missing from Wasps-Exeter, from a neutral's point of view, was Exeter winning, being the underdog and all that. Mm -hmm. Everyone likes that sort of story. However, I think Wasps are much better equipped to beat Saracens. It'll be more of a game than than Saracens-Exeter. Why
3: do you think Wasps... Why do you think... Extra with the underdogs because I didn't see it that way at all. Because they're away, sec- they're, they're away from home. But they're second in the league, you
2: know, uh, two points ahead of Wasps, who are the form team and have yeah, only yeah. lost but once league, this year. The league doesn't lie. You know, so they're, that, they're, they're, yeah, yeah. I, I did have extra slight underdogs, slight underdogs, but, but not like it wasn't like a um, no. But it would have just been from where Exeter have come from, having no pedigree, their first ever quarter final. That that I mean, it, it, that would have been the underdog story. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, but I think Wasps are, are equipped to beat Saracens. Um, I, I think in a way that Exeter won't, well, wouldn't wouldn't have, I don't think.
1: I, I slightly disagree with that. I think they can beat anyone whose pack is of say, the same level as Wasps. Yeah. I think that Wasps backs are better than virtually anyone's, but I think they've got a bit of a soft underbelly in their pack. Yeah. Uh, particularly their front row. Uh, Mullen, Mullen is great, but for or Ashley Johnson can be a bit hit and miss as Hooker mm. and then Cooper Woolley and Chittadini again. Can be a bit hit and miss, so I think that's where Wasps have the real advantage.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, the Wasps pack. Uh,
1: sorry, that's where I, I think Saracens have the real advantage over Wasps. If
3: the Wasps pack can just hold out like they did against Toulon, not once but twice, and they yeah. lost in like the last second or something. Yeah, they will be fine against yeah. anyone. It, it's getting parity in the pack, mm-hmm. then they can beat anyone.
2: If they're if they're struggling to conceding penalties and not getting territory from their pack, yeah.
1: then they'll lose. I
2: will tell you, all it is, and the reason I'm, I say Saracens, I think will win, but that, that, I think there's a little bit of me that's. Um, a, a rugby romantic side and from the podcast point of view we were we were stolen Miles Benjamin was stolen from you JB, <laughs> too this early. season too early. And Andy Good was stolen from you too early when you look over the lifespan of the podcast probably Jacques Berger's the man who's been the, the most talked about most loved character we've ever had on the podcast and this is his last couple of months of playing rugby yeah,
3: yeah. and, and <laughs> his best performances have been in Europe that game against Claremont oh too. yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the tackle count. 36, it was, was it? Yeah, something like that?
2: monumental. Most of them he just tackled with his face. <laughs> <laughs> He's just monumental. He and, was well,
3: everywhere that day. I think we've got kind of like a three-team circular here, which is if Wasps win, Wasps beat Saracens, they'll lose to Rassing. Um, I think Rassing uh, will lose... Uh, but I think Rassing would lose to Saracens. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Although, but... who would... Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, that's basically my thought on on, on the entire situation. Yeah, mm. and I'd love Saracens to win. They just deserve it. They've they've built they've they've built a team with a lot of young players, which people don't give them any credit for. Really? They're, oh, it's all you know. They've uh, breached the salary cap and all the rest of it. They breached the salary cap on the right sort sort sorts of players, if that is the case.
2: Yeah, and and they've spent a lot of money on. Well, they no, they've they've, they've used salary cap space. They have probably had to sp- spend more on them over the years, but they bought a lot of guys cheap that were not valued exactly elsewhere. Right. Exactly Chris, Chris right. Wiles from the Championship, and he's one of their best players. Ja- du- ja- Jacques Berger, Petrus
3: Duplessis, yeah. exactly. Loads of lads. Yeah. So I really hope Saracens do it. Although, you know, I'd be happy to see Wasps do it too. Yes. Yeah, it'd be good. Good for an English club to win it, definitely. Well, it's not going to be a Welsh or Irish club. I'm uh, or Scottish or Scottish or Italian. How
2: long are we on the podcast so far, JB? Because so two minutes. We've not we've not had any sort of even remote effort at a, at a tenuous segue. Into, uh, but so we'll we'll will keep you waiting for, a, for for an amazing segue. Um, I'll move on and <laughs> and mention we're, we're gonna have to make sure we spend a bit of time talking about um the games this weekend. Um, yeah, London Irish. I I did see them play against Harlequins, and I thought they put in a. There looked to be a bit of spirit in London Irish. Maybe they're not. It's the, the fat lady hasn't sung yet. Well, it was. I didn't watch the game, but it was only the last 20 minutes that Harlequins yeah. actually came back. Yeah. London Irish, were, they had
1: a
3: handsome lead with 20 minutes to go. Mm. I think... Um, I mean, Harlequins came back strong. I don't think Harlequins are all very, a very good team. They play well in, in, in phases, but I actually think Harlequins are going to be ne- next year's bath. Um, as for London <laughs> Irish, we got a hilarious tweet of a guy. I can't remember who he is but thank you for your tweet asking what would happen if um if london irish win the champion No, nope. the challenge cup but they still get a place in the champions cup that was 10 minutes before the end of the game well, which, he then, <laughs> which he then he <laughs> went he
2: tweeted tweet us again to go uh, scrap that doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel very very sorry for uh, well, yeah,
1: harley quins could be next year's bath
3: if they appoint stuart lancaster as that head co- coach I mean it seems to make a lot of sense that appointment doesn't it
1: well apparently the rumour is that some of the players
3: have said they wouldn't they don't want him no, of course they don't of course he, he pretty much ruined Danny Kerr single-handedly <laughs> I wonder who would captains Harlequins though uh, well, cares captain him this this
1: yeah, year, but isn't he, he would
3: be captain if uh, Lancaster sh- uh, rocked up. Well, not care, not Robshaw. Definitely Robshaw, hundred percent Robshaw. Shaw. <laughs> Rob Shaw. See- I, I
2: read, I read, I read the the quotes from Stuart Lancaster, who's been giving some interviews this weekend. Yeah. And again, I felt a little bit sorry for him. He's such a sad character. Yeah, I mean, he basically said, "Do you know what?" I I didn't really do enough of the coaching, and I was too I got I got I got too busy with all of the other stuff, and I didn't do any coaching. I'd, what stuff? I'd, I'd quite like to do. Well, just, just, just catering, the, just <laughs> all the stuff that's involved in being the head honcho, um, the organisation and, and stuff. And he just said, oh, you know, and I
3: quite like to just get back to doing some coaching. Yeah, I'd like him to go and coach in a school or, uh, or an academy under twenties. Perfect role yeah. for you.
2: It's development. it. it yeah, development, 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 brilliant. But and that is if fun- if you, if you end up having ring fencing. I actually think he'd be a great person for a club to have on board. Oh, home, yeah. yeah. You, because if you don't have the pressure of... I, I know I want relegation. I don't want ring fencing. But if you end up having ring fencing yeah. without the spectrum of relegation, he'd be a brilliant guy to have in your system, I think. I, I
3: completely agree. Uh, wouldn't it just be great for Hardmans to have to bring bring through all, all, all the kids which they continually play? It yeah. makes sense. But it might make too much sense and that's why I don't like it. So they might say, oh, you're head of... Director of Rugby. Hopefully John Kingston will stay in place. Cause I, yeah. I, think, I think he's a good coach. And the idea is that Stuart Lancaster focuses on the youth coming through. Yeah, that'd be he a good might fight. just ruin it though. You um,
2: you <laughs> wouldn't get Stuart Lancaster doing what I saw Steve Diamond doing today. So I was driving bench press. Uh, I was driving towards Didsbury from Chalton, where we are now. Yeah, and uh, Steve Diamond was in the front garden of Albert's Shed. Was he with uh, loads of the young Sale players? Good, really? Will Addison, Tommy Taylor, Josh Beaumont, and there was what time a, was a this? whole table full of beers. This was about two p.m. Good oh, Lord. we missed
1: it. Good lad. Well, they might still be there. Should we nip down after. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just on the off chance. Just uh, just Steve. 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 <laughs> <laughs> two two things that I took away from that Stuart Lancaster inter- interview that was um, in the BBC. Uh, one of the things was when he was asked about does he still think about the uh, the World Cup performance, and he said he said I think about it every minute of most days. <laughs> <laughs> oh well.
2: Well, most most days really.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sort of realized, oh, so, uh, that yeah, sounds a that little sounds bit it's ridiculous. Like, it's like the sex the sex panther <laughs> quote, 60% of the time all the time. Exactly. I was I was
2: I just I read that quote as well and just had a picture of Stuart Lancaster. I imagined him on like a, a like with his on a windowsill. Um and we're looking at him from the outside and it's raining and there's just rain running <laughs> running down the window <laughs> and he's just got a thousand yard stare.
1: Uh and then the other one was um he said he, he said he caught up with um Eddie Jones after Eddie Jones first got appointed the job. And he said, uh we, we met a couple of weeks after Eddie got the job. I didn't see any point in learning all the lessons I learned and not passing them on. That um, would be ludicrous. <laughs> I'm um, sure Eddie Jones really uh, really appreciated that. Uh, <laughs> Eddie yeah. Jones
2: might have had a thousand yards. stare like <laughs> polite <laughs> nods. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm writing all of this down, Stewart.
3: <laughs> Bless him. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Yeah, he, I, he is. I, I, I love to launch into him and really give him a good pounding, and then think he's quite nice. Yeah, like. you feel a bit bad for doing it, don't you? Yeah. Oh well. Uh, it's like. Kicking a puppy. It, it, it's like entering a Labrador into a dogfight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to get bogged down in the story, but another entertaining tweet we got to at Rugby Podcast from Kevin Wu uh, in relation to the story surrounding a fan in the ref's room at Bath. He, uh, Kevin Wu's contribution, which I, I thought was brilliant, he just said, hold on, he can't be much of a Bath fan if he's not wearing mustard chinos or tweed. <laughs>
3: right. We to, The idea was we were going to give this Bath fan no coverage at all. We've dedicated three <laughs> tweets to him and we've now got him on, on the podcast. <laughs>
2: no, we haven't talked about the story or anything. That's it. I'm, yeah. just, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm highlighting the tweet from one of our funny listeners, JB.
3: <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here because I don't think we've heard the, heard the whole story. I, I think we've, well, we've now heard two sides of the story which conflict
1: greatly. So I think we will kind of... What do I you, the truth will come out. I'm not, I know I'm not you know saying anything
3: right, on it. But can I ask you this? Do you, do you really want to see a man banned? If he's really a rugby fan for 20 years, you want to see him banned for 99. It depends. It depends what he's done. I mean, you you have to you have, oh, yeah. yeah. have to be doing something pretty horrific. Yeah, it sounds right. Serious. I can't.
2: Now I'm yeah, going to make are, a comment talking, on it. No, Let's not no, talk no. about it. Let's no, not talk no. about it. Let's let me talk about the fact that, that so we've seen some brilliant rugby this weekend. Leicester scored some outstanding tries. Beef yeah. them in Vianu. What players they are. Yes. Yeah, and, Henry Slade and Elliot Daly and Charles yep. Piatal what amazing oh, players that Piatal is thank so god good thank god he's coming to Ulster next year he won't oh uh, well <laughs> Phil got loads and loads of tweets <laughs> from and thank you very much if you tweeted because yeah Jay, thanks guys uh, to at Rugby Podcast because uh, um, tweeting us and a link you know saying Phil what do you make of this and then a link to James Haskell in the Wasp dressing room after the game interrupting an interview with the Pietal brothers and James says come on Charles what we got to do to keep you and Charles Pietal says clearly as a big joke and he has a laugh he says come on Derek referring to the boss of wasps yep. get your checkbook out and then his brother Ciali um Pietal just says it's all about the money <laughs> and, uh, and it's, i mean that they're joking but you wonder you wonder you wonder how much like many a uh, many a uh, no what, what's the phrase many a um, True word is said in jest. True, true word is said in jest. I just. want to know why you think
1: they're joking. Because well, Charles was immediately apologising. <laughs> yeah, he no, says no, I, I don't mean yeah, it, I'm joking, no, I'm joking. No, yeah. he does mean it.
3: He absolutely means it. The offer just needs to be big enough. And they have the money. <laughs> <laughs> but no, here's a question. Would, would he clarify, if they were to do that, would he
1: clarify for As a marquee? marquee player? Because it would be a fresh signing from the same league. So maybe it wouldn't, unless he's already in a marquee unless spot. The, yeah, and, and also... Just, he's re-
2: going to Ulster...
3: Yeah, anyway, it it's going to be a pride Ulster, man. Well, hang on, hang on. Let me just re-emphasise my argument, which I've made plenty of times. His brother can't go to Ulster. He's because... going back to Japan. His brother's going back to Japan, oh, is is that, is that signed up? Yes. I believe so. Oh, it's yes. a so Ben deal then. I think he will go. Because mm. <laughs> here's me thinking he's having a great time high-fiving Christian Wade and scoring loads of tries. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, um, his, brother, uh, his 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 money... Wrote, he's is playing really, so well. really well. I mean, as that,
2: well. He, I'm sure Wasp will be wanting to talk to him about it. But well, uh, as I understand Japan, it, he's
3: going to Japan. Japan has got a slightly different season. We're going back to Japan to, right? to us, so you could go to Japan and yeah, come back. Yeah, yeah
2: possibly
1: play
3: play half a season, half a season.
2: Uh, but James Haskell himself waded into our Twitter account, and because so many people were going, Phil, what do you think of this, Phil? <laughs> Phil and James Haskell actually went. Uh, he tweeted us to that Rugby Podcast and went. Yeah, Phil. What's going on? (laughs) What what do you think? Everyone seems to be asking what you think. (laughs) And Phil gave uh, James Haskell's video the big thumbs up and uh, Haskell seemed pretty happy with that. Good
1: old Phil giving the thumbs up. Love the video. Uh, Really, really hope that Piotr comes to Ulster. Hmm. Which I'm still pretty certain he will But he was
3: at the the Kingspan the other day. He was. So that's a good sign. Having
2: seen the, the rugby that we've seen this weekend and the players with firm underfoot and good conditions, and the great spectacle we've seen, and we we're able to talk about some amazing tries, and and only people in one pub in Covent Garden didn't seem to appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I think we should briefly revisit where we stand on shifting the season. Okay. Um, because we have talked about it before, and you can listen back to old podcasts where we've done long, in-depth things, but the rugby we've seen this weekend, and the last few weeks, that's what I want to see. Okay. I want to see that product now i
1: i was thinking about this um earlier today i would almost like to say right christmas you have like a two month kind of period where nothing happened christmas uh, northern hemisphere then you i'd like to break the domestic season into two halves with uh well uh, the club season into two halves with domestic between say march and may then a global like like super rugby do yeah They they do february to uh, June, I think there is. So do that. So we have the the, the, uh, prem- the, premiership the conclusion and Pro 12 in the top 14 in that window. Then we have the, the Summer Internationals in the centre. So you can have the Summer Tours and Six Nations and Rugby Championship in the centre. And then the Northern Hemisphere could have the European Championship, European Champions Cup, in the autumn. Uh, yes. I mean, I think... I, I think you, there's a way of doing way of working that and it roughly aligns to the, uh, the southern hemisphere as well
3: uh, and you miss out on the worst conditions in the middle of winter okay well first of all I love winter rugby uh, I, not everyone does and to get the neutrals involved I guess if you want do you want the neutrals involved though I mean, do you really want non rugby people? But I, you want to grow the game. You do want you to grow it's not, the game. No, I don't, it's I don't, I
2: don't want people inclusive. that don't care about rugby. I want more people to care about yes, rugby. Yes, exactly, Tim. Good point.
3: Yeah, I do want more But I want them to appreciate the art of the scrum and the ruck and the mall. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all for that, but the problem is so many scrums are just collapsed
1: and are just boring and are just a farce. I, Exeter's driving
2: mall and pick and go was a thing of beauty. Yes, I mean, absolutely. You, you, and you the Rico.
3: also say that a lot of these things will be ironed out anyway when they start playing on plastic pitches. You mentioned uh, before we start, started recording...
2: Oh, Worcester have announced they're they're bringing in an artificial pitch which I think is a sort of level beyond where Newcastle and Saracens, Saracens are at. That they're using like pulped ki- coconut or something so it will behave like mud when it rains and yeah. it's, it is, to some
1: degree. I've been on the manufacturer's website and it, it kind of promotes a more consistent bounce uh, and it's much more like uh, a real uh, real turf pit. So Jack Knoll might be able to play on it. Yes, so it's, it gives a more consistent
3: uh, footing and a safer footing. Yeah. yeah. So I think a lot of these issues with the scrummaging and the speed of the play will start to die down a little bit anyway. And you've got to remember, it's bloody cold in New Zealand too and they managed to play beautiful rugby and it does rain. Well, um, let's just hope global warming is a thing and it is man-made because <laughs> if yeah, that carries yeah. on, we we'll, we'll be sorted soon. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other thing is, um, and probably more important thing is, the global season, if you get it right, you could relieve uh, all sorts of things like fixture congestion yeah. and that kind of thing. Less games would be brilliant. I mean, it'd be worse for fans, but it'd be brilliant brilliant for us. I don't, though, like the idea of... Like, do the Super Rugby season, the way they go, internationals, then they have Super Rugby, and then they've got this long, horrible, like, MPC-type thing. Now the, no, NPC the is fine the, the People, I, ITM cup ITM cup It's called the NPC no, uh, no point coming because Canterbury all, all, um, always <laughs> Well that's right.
2: just due to the number of fixtures that, that they they've condensed the number of fixtures super rugby so not everyone plays everyone home and away kind of thing. it's all done by conferences oh, and all of that stuff. Yes 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 so, yeah. but
3: prior to that you'd have like the um the the, the ITM the ITM yeah, clubs yeah. And that. and yeah you know, that's fine but it's well, just that's not, not... What ta-
2: that's not what we're talking about because the premiership you, you wouldn't stop it being home and away 22 matches um or whatever well, anyway Possi-
3: no, no, no but that's what I'm saying about the global season. You would then fill up, fill up that time with maybe lesser rugby or or something like that, mm. or lower standard. So yeah, not no, necessarily... I'm, fan of, I'm not necessarily a fan
1: of that. I think you could do. I think you could actually reduce the Premiership games uh, and maybe have it as two pools, or there there would be a way of reducing it because I I do think players play too much rugby. Twenty-two Premiership games, eight uh, European games, and then England play fourteen or fifteen games per year. It's forty-five weeks of rugby that an English rugby player could potentially be playing mm. and I think that is a bit too much
2: tell us what you think at Rugby Podcast maybe when we've got a bit more time on a, on another podcast because we, we've got all summer to think about you yeah. know we'll have, we'll have loads of dead weeks when there's not a lot going on when we can talk about it now I know in terms of signings um, Ulster have got um, No, Al- we can do this we can do this quickly boys I reckon I, I know that Ulster have got Charles Piatow on the way next season but they've also got a fly half Phil they have um, a young Bath fly half
1: not Adam Hastings uh, okay he's a lad I've not really heard of him, he played England
2: under eighteens uh last season or two seasons ago a lad called Brett heron, so we thought Brett Heron could be the captain of a bird fifteen <laughs> and uh, and let's 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 quickly try and rattle through and make a bird oh, right, a then. bird fifteen now have you got players in every position? Uh, no, uh, I've got I'm players in most positions. I've most... definitely got a loose head. I've got a few, a couple of options at Ooh, loose head. Loose head. I've, yeah. I've got a World Cup winning. Loose so head. have I. Should oh. we say so it on three? I. One, two, three. Tony, Tony, Tony Woodcock.
1: Woodcock. Yeah. Oh no, I was thinking Beth Mallard. Who <laughs> was...
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> who won the World Cup with the New Zealand? Another New Zealand
1: prop oh, uh, in good
3: 2006. <laughs> very uh,
2: good indeed. Tony w- Woodcock's a bird, right? Yeah. Um, tight head prop. I've got. I couldn't come up with a one that's an actual name of a bird, so I went House Martin Castro Giovanni. Oh <laughs> no, yeah. dear! Yeah.
1: Ma- Martin is a bird. Isn't Hang it? on, why didn't you just House Martin's with... a
2: bird? You must yeah, be able to find a prop a
1: Martin.
3: called Martin. Because a, yeah, Ma- a, Martin, a Martin, Martin Castro Giovanni, yeah, yeah, yeah. just a Martin, Martin on its own. Okay, yeah, we'll fine. Martin Martin Castro Giovanni. Yeah, yeah. All right. Or yeah, and yeah. then hookers.
2: I've got two. Uh, I've got three. Ooh, exciting! I've got um, again. Mine are pun based. Al- Al- no, Al- I have albatross Ford and Keith <laughs> Woodpecker. Al-
1: albatross. Keith
2: Woodpecker is not very good.
1: Albatross Ford is quite good.
3: Albatross Ford. I'm... Ross Ford. Albatross Ford. Oh no! Is it? Is it Albanese somewhere? Is there a what? An Albanese or something like that? Eh? Oh, I'm not I'm sure. sure. there's not an like it. I got Robin McBride. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Robin McBride or oh, Richard. Damn it. Richard Cockrell. Exactly. Oh,
3: how did I miss that?
1: Or go uh, on. Worcester ladies team hooker, Lark Davis. Oh, oh brilliant.
2: Well done, Phil. Excellent. Uh, in second row, I've got um, a, a Jaeger is a type of bird, so Luke de Jaeger. Oh, Jaeger oh, really? is Jaeger. is a bird. I don't, I don't, I don't South know. South African bird. I think it is, yeah. Oh,
1: an African bird.
3: Is it? Is it like a cormorant type thing? Uh,
2: I'll, I'll look it up, JB. I just, I just <laughs> looked up...
3: Um, Names of birds. I think it is. a. I think, i I got a feeling it looks like a cormorant. was like a water, it's a water bird, I'm sure. Tell me your other second row options while I look it up. Jeremy Thrush. Yes, oh, I've got Jeremy, Jeremy Thrush. Jeremy Thrush
1: and New Zealand second row partner, Dominic Bird. Oh, nice. Well ha, done. Has to be. I mean, the other options, you could, like, going back to the Martin, you could go uh, Martin Bayfield, Martin Johnson. Oh, I think we should try but, not to repeat
2: where yeah, we can. It is a, uh, a Jaeger bird. He's, um translates in German and Dutch as Hunter. And it's a seabird. Yeah, I
3: knew it was a seabird. Um,
2: resembling a dark gull. There you go. Oh, yeah. Almost exactly as I said. Brilliant. Um. <laughs> Back row, Jordan Crane. Yes. yes. Well, how about David Pocock? Cock. Cock. Yeah. 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 yeah i will go with that. I mean, the other two, I've got a repetition. So Martin Corrie and Robin Copeland. Uh. And I went with more pun-based. Jonathan Fisher could be Jonathan Kingfisher, but that's just a bit... <laughs> um Yeah. So we're short of a back row then, like in its own right, that's not yeah. repetition. So help us out at Rugby Podcast with, with any of these. Uh, scrum Half. I've got an amazing one. Ooh. Rob Owley. Oh! I've searched for owls <laughs> for
3: ages. That is good. That is good. Oh, no, can't do that. And Chris Cookaburra, but... but... Uh, so I've got...
1: He's a Australian Rugby League halfback. Uh, Brett, Brett Finch. Oh, per- nice. Perfect. To, to link up with Brett. Heron, I was thinking of obviously.
2: Finch Weaver... Starling and all this sort of Weaver's stuff. Weaver's a great one. Yeah, Weaver is good. I couldn't think of any.
3: Uh, so is Heron, of of course. Would you play Goose on a 12, though? Well, he played, nice.
1: 13, he played 13 today. I actually had him at 15. Ah. Um, but
2: you could do. You could do. So we're missing a 12. Uh,
1: uh, well, unless
2: you go Cone Bill Williams. Good God, no.
3: <laughs> I suppose, Sorry. I, I suppose using your pen base area, I could go... Tony Marsh Harrier.
2: Yeah, uh, you could or Regan Kingfisher. That's well, it,
3: uh, in the, Paul, Paul Bastard. That's not bad. So in the centre, Gustav Bastard. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Bast- yeah, very good. I okay, quite like that one.
1: I've, well, I've got David Duckham in the centre. Oh, nice. Um, he was a
2: winger mainly in back in the day. I
3: think he's there also is, been in the center. Food Fifteen because he's duck and duck. ham. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you remember that one? Uh, um... Cause I've, well, I've got a back three if you put Johan Goosen at 50, Okay, I bet one if you got the but, same back three as me. But then I've got uh, another centre, who, a lad who played for Sail Jets when he was younger and then went on to play for Sedgley Park for many a year alongside me, a lad called Chris Parrott. Ah, I knew there was a parrot somewhere. Yeah. I, I knew it. And his, his cousin, Simon Parrott, also played 9-10. Uh, well, on
3: the uh, wing, I have got Archie Sparrow she's Sparrow nice yeah Cornish, Very All, good. Cornish All Blacks under 14s oh, <laughs> under 14s <laughs> isn't an Oriole a type of bird yes, or- oriole, oriole Ripple Oriole Oriole is like an, a yellowy kind of bird oh, uh, I think it's Spanish I think you can find him in Spanish well, Sp- he must be named so, after the Spanish bird um, uh, another winger uh, I was going to go Ida Johnson. Ida Duck <laughs> Ida, du- yeah. Ida Duck yeah uh, An Ida Duck he's not really a winger w- I guess he's a footballer as well yeah.
1: but that's fine Yeah. so what uh, so, my two wings were Tom Fowle. There's an Oriole, by the way. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, Tom Fowle E. Oh, yeah. Fowl bird. Uh, and Tony Swift was uh, an England winner oh, in the yes, eight- he was. In the 80s. Damn. Bath in England. Uh, and there was also uh, a fullback called Angus Swanson. Um, nice. Nice. I've got some Wales Online article here about him. I don't think he was ever very high level. No, yeah, fine. He, he's probably higher high level
3: him. than Archie Spiral. I'm sure we'll get loads <laughs> of
2: loads of other suggestions in uh, and teams,
1: teams with uh um, Oh, no, ospreys, falcons, Henley hawks, falcons, London Irish wild geese, Henley hawks. Yeah, uh, Leighton buzzard, <laughs> uh, 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 and then a few rugby leagues: Sydney Roosters, Manly Sea Eagles, and there's a, a place in Australia called the Bow Desert Kingfishers.
3: Yeah, I, there must be some Cockerberries out there too, Probably. and there must be a team called the Cardinals somewhere in in the states and Kiwis yeah. in uh, in New Zealand. Mm. Plen- pl- plenty, plenty of bird based banter to be had. The Eagles, USA. Shall we get into next week's predictions?
2: No, no. Okay. I just I need some advice. I'm I i do not know. Does just, just, I haven't shaved this week. I'm trying. I'm just wondering if this stubble suits me or not.
3: No I, no. No. no, I don't think it does. No. I think you need to remove that. I uh, do. And the, you, you must you must struggle Tim, because you've got a very chiseled face. It looks like you need more than just a razor.
2: Yeah, I mean just if I used any old razor, I think I'd be cut to shreds to be honest. Um and you know, I, I don't want to face Rob Baxter and, you know, have one solitary tear rolling down my cheek when I'm interviewing in post-match interviews with with bits of tissue paper covering <laughs> up shaving cuts. Exactly. That just right. wouldn't be on, would it?
3: Exactly, right.
2: Fortunately, JB i'm a cornerstone customer
3: as am i in fact my you can see my face is freshly cornerstoned i was talking
2: and, i was talking to a friend of ours this weekend who or a friend
1: of the pod this weekend who's just this week got a cornerstone himself
3: and he was raving about it uh, absolutely raving. i have a it. big problem with cornerstone though why the blades are too sharp <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and this is this isn't me just making that i have got two packs now they only deliver they deliver for me every six weeks right and I've still not finished off my first razor. I'm now starting to throw razors away just because I feel like I should. You know, they are they last
1: for you can last for ages. You can do what I do, and I make sure I shave my peaches and kiwis before I eat them. Nice, just to get some practice. Nice. nice. I
2: thought that was a euphemism for something. <laughs> 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 so,
3: so where would you, how would you go about getting? Uh, well, a you see, razor tin?
2: because if you would like to take up a mail-order shaving company, Cornerstones, incredible offer f- exclusive to listeners of the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast and give a go to what has been voted the finest razor uh, at the GQ Awards, beating Wilkinson Sword, beating Gillette, beating that shaver that you might well use and you have at home. And the amazing thing about this one is you can practically give it a go for nothing
3: Yeah. with us. No, no obligation.
2: No obligation. If You, you can desi- design your own schedule of deliveries, and if you don't like it, once you've tried it, you can just get rid but people aren't doing that so you uh you order and i think it's like a four pound order and you get your free engraved shaft uh, with your initials and stuff on it um but you get a 10 pound discount on your first order with us by going to cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers kevin tipton has done this he tweeted us at rugby podcast to say thanks for the cornerstone recommendation just used it for the first time i honestly believe i've never had a smoother shave Uh, james cowan cornerstone is catching on lads guy at my gym saw me shave he took one look at my impressive shaft and gave me a knowing <laughs> wink
3: <laughs> <laughs> did he call it on his razor as well or <laughs>
2: <laughs> and roberto andriano just said what great guys cornerstone are that i messed up my discount code but i got in touch and they gave me the egg Chasers discount anyway what good guys so cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chases make your first order or egg 10 at checkout Exactly, you can basically give it a go for free, as many, many people are. Yes, let's talk about next week, JB. Right, Phil, talk. Yeah, Phil, talk. (laughs) Come on, Phil. Friday night.
1: Okay. Uh, Maybe it's not going to be their, it's definitely not their year this year, it might not even be their year next year, the way they're going, losing to Dragons, but Gloucester host Exeter.
3: Uh, I'm going to say Exeter win, I'm going to say a fairly handy Exeter win as well, as they bounce back from bitter European defeat. I'm going to go with that. I would agree. Tim, happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that.
2: Saturday, 3pm uh, kickoffs. We've got Worcester hosting Wasps. <laughs> Wasps next. Well- Wasps need to win. Worcester have kind of done what they need to do. So I think they're kind of demob happy a little bit. And I'd understand that. Yep. I, th- yeah. I, think, I think they've got enough pride in their themselves. But, but I mean, Dean Ryan said uh, before uh, after their last game when they got thoroughly beaten by Exeter, he said, you know, our boys are just exhausted.
3: Yeah, well, the yeah. other thing is they'll they'll literally be playing for jobs now. They know Worcester have got money. They know the big names coming in. So if you're a kid coming into that team, you need to play well. I think if you start to slacken off now, it'll it'll be looked upon very dimly in the off season.
2: But Worcester have got far more. They're buoyant. They're playing brilliantly. I haven't lost, you know, lost once this year. I think. And they need and, it. And and they need it. Yeah. Do
3: yeah. you
1: think they might rest a few players with the following weekend? Yes. They travel to. Yes, Saracens. they absolutely will. So. I think they might. Uh, they'll rest a few, and so Worcester might have a, a chance like that.
2: Yeah. Who
3: who who do you rest? Because I I rest Charles Piattell. You don't you you go to Saracens without him. You're really going to struggle. Interestingly, I'm Hughes. Yeah, I, yeah. True. I
2: I think I think Dye Young's got one really important question ahead of uh, Saracens. Wasp, we can talk about this next week. Does he play Thomas Young or James Haskell? Thomas Young what an impact that guy made and he's been out playing out of his skin he's he's got I think he'll be in the Welsh squad in the summer
3: yeah I think so as well I think you make a good shout there Um, you've got to go with the club captain though yeah Yeah. captain in the team but it's it's very good to have someone like that to come off the bench
2: yeah the impact off the bench frightening Um, so then uh, 3.15
1: on Saturday Saracen's host Harlequins Saracens. Saracens. Now, Saracens presumably will rest some players because a lot of them haven't had a rest since since the England games. Oh, uh, well, yeah, it's a, a good month point. Or so ago. It's a good point. But Harlequins are the only team that be- have beat. Well, and un- Harle- until uh, the England matches, Saracens were the only team that's beaten a full strength Saracens team. This season. So, Saracens will want to get their own back on that. Yeah, yeah. Saracens will take well, though. I'd still say
3: Saracens.
2: Oh, yeah, I think that'll be I closer, would. though. But, yeah, I, I still think Saracens will do it. But that could that could be... With the resting player issue, yeah. I think you're right. There could be some surprises this weekend. Then, uh, Northampton,
1: fresh from defeat, host Leicester. Now, this is... Uh, Leicester might want it's to rest huge. some players, but... If, In order to secure top four next season, I don't think they can afford to. No. So I think it's going to have to be both playing a full squad.
2: Leicester can still get top four if they lose. Northampton can't. can't. This is basically a playoff
1: game. That is true. Yeah, it almost is. Almost is. So, uh, where is it? Northampton. Franklin's Gardens.
3: It's huge. This game is huge. I I can't call that one. I have no idea.
1: I think Northampton. I think Northampton at home. I think Leicester, if anyone's kind of carrying half a knock, half an injury, they will take the opportunity to rest them. They'll probably change a couple of people up. Like Freddie Burns came off for, mm. for um, Owen oh, Williams. Williams. But yeah, they're like 1A one, one and 1B, aren't they? So I'm, gonna go well. I'm, gonna I'm going to go going with Saints. I'm going to go with Saints. Saints at home. I think Leicester will edge it. Then, Sunday, 2.30. <whistles> sail host Bath. Yep. Sail at home. Sale at home. And then, the big one. Yeah. R- again. Relegation decider, playoff decider, Newcastle host London Irish. Yeah,
2: so it's exactly the same as Northampton Leicester in the sense that Newcastle can stay up if they lose, London Irish can't. Can't, yes. But if London Irish
1: were to get a five-point win and Newcastle get nothing, they would leapfrog them in the league because they're four points
3: behind them. Oh my word. So this is huge game. (laughs) It's absolutely massive. Um, I think London Irish do have something about them, you know. Uh, for you know, in fits and starts.
2: My only concern is what they have about them is a kind of gallant loser thing. Yeah, they, they yeah. don't have the. Like
3: they'll be up at half time, but they don't believe they'll stay up. Yeah. yeah. It's... The, the, the game against Worcester, where they
1: blew to perfect chances just by not executing a two-on-one. Yeah. It's like it's that kind of thing that. Mm. And against against uh,
2: Sale when they're at home. Had chances to win it, they missed a load of kicks. Uh, do you know what? I I, I don't have allegiances in, in rugby, I don't have a, a team as such. Um, I've always just kind of followed well because I've been playing at, a, a, at like national one level, but uh, but I've always sort of just followed the team n- n- my brother plays for. So it's more in hope than expectation. I, I think I'm going to say London Irish.
3: I think London Irish oh. actually,
2: I've got a feeling now. Interestingly, Newcastle. W- We'll
1: have Sinotti Sinotti back. I think he's kind of started on the bench for the last couple Muscular of games. Muscular ball of
2: barbed wire. Yeah,
1: he does make it. Like, last season, when they were on their run of a few games that they mm. won, he was so important because he's so dangerous, so difficult to stop. So I think Newcastle at home on that plastic pitch will win. Yeah. Then Pro 12, quickly. Very
0: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Quickly, please. Leinster host Edinburgh on Friday night. Home win. Yep. Ospreys host Treviso. Home win. Yep. Uh, The next game, Zebra host Ulster. Ulster win. Yep. Scarlet's host Glasgow, which will be an interesting game. Um, Both vying for top four, definitely. Both vying for uh, potential home semi-finals. Um, I think Glasgow might have enough to go away to the Scarlet's and win, which would also be good for Ulster. Uh, Then Connacht host Munster, which you'd have to say Connacht win. um, And Cardiff host Dragons, which, again, home win. And that's why it's the best
3: league in the world. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. I think we're done.
2: Wow, good pod, g- gents, and thank you very much for listening at Rugby Podcast. Get in touch with us and uh, follow what we say over the next week. Uh, it's gonna be and uh, yeah, and help us out with some of the little gaps we've and the the, the conversations we started. Global season, um, you know, shifting the when rugby's played. Bird fifteen. Yes, definitely helps out with the bird fifteen. We needed another back rower. And just just tell us when you sign on with uh, Cornerstone. Um, uh, leave your reviews and stuff good work JB cheers Tim good work Philip thank you Tim Uh, can we we let Corbs play us out can we yeah let's do it
0: (laughs) keep it kinda quiet people on a diet scrum is straight term is right I don't deny it test me try it style you don't buy it I'ma grab the microphone and start to fly it up up high grab the mic and make you cry told you before we represent L.I. London Irish you can't deny this so so sick a tenants you can't buy this